Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Spilt Milk Podcast. I'm IR Him. I have a very special guest with us today, and I have my, one of my brothers with me. Uh, before we start, I want to say thank you so much to everybody that subscribed. I'm trying to remind you all again, go ahead and give us a five-star review if you haven't. And if you have, make sure that you did it. Just go scroll down to any platform that you're listening to us on and hit the five stars for us. But without further ado, we're going to go ahead and introduce my brother. And then I want to introduce my other brother, who's a very, very special guest to us. Yeah, what's happening, man? It's your brother, Black. You know what I'm saying? I'm back in the building. It's been a long hiatus, but we're here again, you know? Assalamu alaikum, guys. It's your brother, Azra Sabur. Glad to be here on the Spilt Milk Podcast. My man. You know, we've been talking about you, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> For like yeah. a couple of weeks now. Hopefully like, yo, Azhar, man. My brother Azhar, we got to get him on. Hopefully good things. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nothing but good things. Come on, man. I feel like that's the thing that you say at like the workspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when somebody says, oh, yeah, so-and-so talked about you. And then you literally say, I hope it's good things. Yeah, because you don't know what these guys are talking about. Yeah, yeah. man. So, <laughs> so how's work? How's life? Alhamdulillah, man. Everything is good. Uh, just chilling here. Alhamdulillah, I've been at the same company for a few years. You know, you know how uh, corporate life is. Kind of keep it moving. Oh man, I, just, I don't want to say that I hate it, but it's life, <laughs> you know. But yo, who are you? Yeah, what's the story, bro? <sighs> who am I? It's a question I ask myself every day. Um, Allah, alhamdulillah, you know, born and raised in Minneapolis from six one two. Alhamdulillah, uh, been in this community for twenty six years. Mashallah. Um, yeah, just a brother doing his thing, trying to help his community. Um, and be a benefit to everyone around him. That was the humble answer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was very humble. I'm not trying to have you be humble right now. Like, what do you do? What are you involved with the current project that you're working on? Yeah, so for me, um, if I had to like boil down kind of all the work that I've done into one word, it'd probably be youth. Uh, Alhamdulillah, over the past maybe 10 years or so, uh, I've been involved in different projects and different organizations. Uh, working with youth at different capacities, whether that's uh, mentorship, whether that's summer programs, um, uh, whether that's Islamic knowledge, things like that. So alhamdulillah, I've uh, worked with you know a lot of organizations. The one that I'm really focused uh, with now is uh, Pearls of Hope Community Center, which is uh, over on uh, in St. Anthony, Minnesota. Alhamdulillah, I run their uh, Frontiers Mentorship Program, which is a mentorship program for middle school boys. So what do you guys do for the middle school boys? What do you do for the kids? So for these boys, uh, we kind of have a very interesting program. It's not like your typical madrasa or duksi where, you know, you read Quran and you memorize and kind of go home. We really wanted to approach it in a different light. And we kind of framed it more as a mentorship versus a, a school. Okay. So what we would do is we're covering two books right now. One is The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens and then The Autobiography of Malcolm X. <laughs> So what we try to do with those two books is kind of take, you know, what we can from them and infuse like Islamic knowledge, manners, um, you know, examples from the Prophet's life and things like that into those uh, texts so that we can, you know, build these boys to be uh, holistic you know, proud Muslims. My man, what was that word again? Holistic, proud <laughs> Muslims. <laughs> My man right there. Go to the dictionary real quick. Yo, first of all, brother, I love what y'all doing for the community, man, especially for the kids, man. I think, like, there's 
there's so many ways to get lost in the sauce, right? And for you guys to provide an avenue for kids, an outlet, you know, for them to be able to have, you know, a way to have understanding of the dean, right? Mm -hmm. And have education as well as mentorship, you know, all combined in one asset or facet rather. Thank you, man. That's, it's amazing, man. It's amazing, mashallah, man. Alhamdulillah. Very, very dope. Plus, you said Malcolm X, too. They're going to be some wavy culture kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting that knowledge for sure. Very necessary. So, you were part of Building Blocks. Yes, alhamdulillah. Can we talk about a little bit about the, the basketball thing, man? Yeah, yeah. So, I want to say maybe, man, I'm probably dating myself at this point, but about yo, nine, 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 ten like, years ago. Yo, if you're under 25, yeah. under 30, you can't say I'm dating <laughs> right? myself, bro. Yeah. That's like a, that's it's just, a, time flies, you know? So, Allah, about 10 years ago, a few brothers got together. And honestly, it was just amongst ourselves. We just started playing ball together, kind of going to different Islamic events and things like that. And we really enjoyed that time together. And we wanted to bring people on. So, we started holding events for kind of youth our age, right? We used to have like a weekly basketball. This was an inspiration from Brother Jelani, who used to do a weekly basketball and get, you know, young kids together. Uh, and from there, kind of, you know, developed on its own. We started a summer camp that we would do every summer. Alhamdulillah, 10 years later, uh, it's developed into a full basketball league, a full basketball you know, youth league called YBA. Uh, I'm not involved in it as much as I used to be. Uh, shout out to Brother Najah and all the young cats running it now. Got to give them their shout out. Yo, but your age, man, you know, kneecaps. kneecaps. But, uh, <laughs> alhamdulillah, no, they, they've been doing good work. Alhamdulillah. I heard you guys even got an all-star game going. Yeah. Man, these guys got jerseys, all-star game. I've never seen youth this motivated and involved to... I don't think people understand ...to work for the community. Like, in Rochester, right? So we do this Ramadan soccer tournament, yep, yep. right? And it's community-led, but imagine, like, full-blown youth league, like... Mm -hmm. And you guys keep stats. You guys give out like player of the week. Yep. Like that is so, and it's a positive outlet, right? It's not like it's, it's controlled by the community essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's a very positive space. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm guessing people would pray in between and afterwards, yep. things of that nature. So like it's, you're Dean conscious mm -hmm. and yo, that's phenomenal. Like, yeah, like that's super, super dope, that's man. Job, man. Yeah. I want to give a particular team a shout out, but I got to respect myself. <laughs> <laughs> But um, no, that's what's up. Like, mashallah, mashallah, mashallah. So, um, Ramadan's here. Ramadan is here, man. What are we going to do with ourselves? Man, but, you know, alhamdulillah that, you know, maybe, I mean, Ramadan's technically tomorrow, but Taraweeh starts tonight. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we actually had this conversation, uh, and we're going to talk about Ramadan and Ramadan preparation and the Ramadan etiquettes and food etiquettes, you know, since my brother here is a foodie <laughs> the biggest foodie i know you know what i'm saying but before we talk about that um it's always been this thing with me that like i don't know like i don't want to say it's it's like a like an afterthought that i have a lot is like yo tarawih, right it's not mandatory mm. so you don't get sin from not going to tarawih. Mm -hmm. so people hoop they do and, uh, you know, it's very interesting. I think people, uh, Taraweeh has kind of become like, uh, what's the best way to put it? Like, even though it's a very, it's, it's a sunnah, right? You know, it's, it's not something that you have to do technically. It's one of those things where I think 
it's that community aspect that people are looking for. And unfortunately, I think, you know, especially a lot of us young guys, we're like, uh, you know, we really don't have to do it. And, you know, you, you find you find that time to do other things, which and I think we could talk about that a little bit later, too. Right. That it might not be you know necessarily problematic to go and play basketball and do those different activities. And I think there's a lot of value in that. But it's kind of maybe reframing the way you're thinking about Ramadan uh, as a whole that we need to kind of look into. Um, when approaching things like Tarawih and, you know, the Sunnah activities. Because... Well, yeah. well placed though. Yeah, yeah. no, because I'm not going to lie to you, like, people get tight. Yep. Like, oh man, like, these kids play basketball. And then it's just like, yeah, they are. Mm. You know what I mean? Kids do homework, right? People pray half a Tarawih because they have work in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And... People play basketball and soccer while they're fasting. Yep. Right. So even though like there's this element that yo you could curse and maybe break your fast and so right so it's 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 a balance at the end of the day you know what I mean but for me personally like is I've been kind of like like what we do is um, a couple of years back we would pray we would, no we would play basketball after taraweeh mm-hmm. between taraweeh and suhoor we would go home. Oh, man. Yeah. You remember those yeah, times? <laughs> yeah. And we used to play at a church. Yeah, we you know what I'm yeah. saying? Let's give it a buck. Yeah, yeah. And it would be lit. And then, like, and then eventually it's kind of like, okay, now you have work in the morning, you mm-hmm. have responsibilities, you know, your knees start giving out on you a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the whole, like, idea of it is different if you approach it differently, like mm. you said, right? So let's talk about this approach, right? Yeah, I think you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep it 100, right? Because this film podcast yeah, about keep keeping it 100. Exactly, keep sure. it raw, right? Keep it raw. Yeah. You know, over the past few years, I think, and I think there's a lot of people in this similar situation, right? I mean, once you start working and getting into that corporate life and things like that, some people, and you know, even that at times, you know, these thoughts creep into my mind, kind of see Ramadan as like a burden, right? So coming into it, you're like, oh man, I'm gonna be tired at work. You know, I'm not, I'm going to be, you know, super hungry and things like that. And I think when you start letting those thoughts creep into your mind, your approach to Ramadan and how you walk into Ramadan will suffer completely, right? You'll start, yourself, you will start building these mental blocks of like, oh, okay, you know, I got to do these things. So I'm not going to be able to, you know, pray taraweeh or I'm not going to be able to read Quran when I should be. Or, you know, you do, you do a lot of these different things. And I think we, like you were kind of saying about taraweeh, right? You know, it being a sunnah, we kind of do have to approach it a little bit differently too, right? Being realistic with yourself, setting realistic goals, and not comparing yourself to other people. Be like, oh, okay, I feel guilty for not praying all eight rakahs or 20 rakahs of taraweeh. But I know I can do two, and I can do those two or four solid and that'll make me, you know, respond to my responsibilities in the right way. That'll make sure that I am committing to everything that I'm committing to while also taking advantage of the whole month. Um, I think if we have that mindset and that approach, I think we can really be successful uh, during this month. No, definitely. I like, agree with you like wholeheartedly. The reason why I agree with you is because that mindset and that discipline going into Ramadan is very vital, is necessary, right? Because we have to understand, like, especially during Ramadan, your good deeds are really intensified, right? So much, right? So being able to be like, you know, I'm going to make these sacrifices. This is only one month out the year, but this one month can literally mold you 
for a lifetime, you know what I mean, of how you move and the dicker you make and the way that, you know, your approach, you know, Abdullah in general, right? Yep. So I think Ramadan for me is very crucial. Mm-hmm. This is like the first Ramadan in a long time for myself personally that I prepared months ahead. Mm-hmm. I prepared myself like literally months ahead, you know, for this particular Ramadan. And I, I don't know, I got a special vibe about this Ramadan. I feel like this is my Ramadan, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I feel like that discipline was necessary. Had I not disciplined myself prior, I don't know if like I could just dive in nose deep with the same mindset if I hadn't prepared myself for it. I think preparedness is actually crucial as well. What'd you do to prepare? That's between me and Allah, man. But I, I, I did what I had to do, you know what I mean? But I'm still I'm still preparing myself even until now. You know, I don't think the preparation ever ends, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you never feel fully ready, you Definitely. know what I mean? However, you know you, you're prepared. The time, when it, you know, when the moon comes out, you know it's time, you know what I mean? It's like getting your shots up. Yeah. Before a game. Game time. You know what I mean? All those white boys all the time get the shots up. <laughs> when we don't, we good. All right. Let's practice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you come into a game, they warm it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think preparation is really, really important. So, um, and also, like you said, like it's, it's the mentality that you step into, right? So one thing that affects me a lot is my environment, mm. right? So when I'm in an environment that people are excited and they're, and Ramadan is in their forethought, mm-hmm. Ramadan easily becomes in my forethought. And I'm like, okay, wow, like it's two weeks away now. It's a week away now, you know? But then if I'm in an environment where nobody's really talking about it, or I'm at work and they're like, oh, you have to do that Ramadan thing again? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what I mean? So like me personally, like one thing that I do to prepare for Ramadan is not to tell people that I'm going through Ramadan at work. Mm. And I don't know if that's, and, it's, and people might say like, yo, like why are you being so shy about it? I'm not. Because I'd rather remind them while I'm going through Ramadan. Like, yo, yeah, I'm fasting. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't they don't talk about Lent and when they have to give up Facebook or they have to give up salt or they have to give up this or that, you know, for mm-hmm. 40 days. You know what I mean? But then you see them and then they're like, oh, oh, I'm not drinking this month. You know what I'm saying? And then you're just like, oh snap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I think that as soon as I talk about it at work, it becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, not even you can't even chew gum <laughs> all the time everybody and i have to go through this like process and depending on how your iman levels are that could affect you in one degree or another i feel like you know what i mean so like i don't tell them and then when it's ramadan and they're like oh my pop luck yo we're gonna have this i'm like yo my bad i'm fasting and then they're like oh okay cool and it's just like i feel like i get more respect and like i don't have to like it's like the easy route. I'm yeah. taking the shortcut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then it's just like when they approach me, like I'll go ahead and I'll talk to them and I'll tell them about it. And what is Ramadan? Oh, yeah, Ramadan's X, Y, Z. You know what I mean? But then again, I don't have a ton of Muslims in my workplace either. So like, I feel like I can go down this rabbit hole really quickly from the negativity that I have in X, Y, Z. I don't know if you have the same similar experience. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, it's one of those things where you never want to feel like you're using Ramadan as an excuse too, right? You want to be able to execute at work at a high level. And then let's say, you know, it comes up that you're not, that you're not, you're not eating. 
they can be like, oh, wow, like this guy has been working all day. He's been getting, you know, his stuff done. And he's been fasting this whole time. And I think people would definitely respect that, respect that a lot, sure. a lot more, you know, right? Um, and I think one thing that I did at work was I had ended up giving a presentation about it because you get these questions a lot, right? And I actually did it after Ramadan. So it was, it was, it was afterwards. And I think that definitely helps people kind of at least get an idea of, of what you're going through, right? So that they, they understand. And if anything, they learn about other cultures and other religions and things like that and kind of open, expand their mindset. Um, just like you, I have very few Muslims or non, you know, uh, people of color at work, right? Uh, I mean, like, it's, it's mostly people that don't look like me. So I think being that exposure to them and making them understand like, yo, this is what we're about and this is what I do. I think it's helpful for them and it's helpful for you, right? Like, honestly, once you start getting, getting questioned about it, you realize if you know it yourself, right? Like, why are you doing it in the first place? Mm. So it kind of helps you. You ever get one of the questions that gets you choked up and you're yeah, just like, oh, like I, Yeah. Why is it five rakas? Why is it four rakas? Why is it three rakas? <laughs> I've never gotten that yeah. one. You never got any one of those? <laughs> nah. Like, why is Maghrib three rakas? Right? How would you even answer that? That's even that's really actually not a bad well, thing. Well, I was just like, yo. Gotta do the knowledge no, no. behind that, man. You know? Because that's yeah. that's a phenomenal I never asked that question myself. Yeah. But then sometimes you get those questions where it's just like, why is why is Fajr only two rakas? Hmm. Kinda helps you gauge, you know, what you know. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And then it's just kinda like, yo, it's like it's like, okay, I need to know. You know, yeah. for myself. For yourself. And yeah. also, like, why would somebody, because we're supposed to be this example, right? Yeah. Why would somebody follow my example if I don't know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I'm talking about. Mm. You know what I mean? So then it's just kind of like, so sometimes, like you said, like, it's important to get these questions. And mm. like you said, if it helps you know what you know, yeah. right? So let's talk about the etiquette of Ramadan, right? So, and the preparation as well. So, like, words of advice. So for me, what I've been trying to do, at least this this time around, alhamdulillah, just like a uh, black, you know, I've been trying to, I think I've mentally, you know, I'm getting myself there, right? You know, I've been try, I'm trying to, trying to work on a few things. And I think one thing I listened to, if you guys don't mind me plugging uh, another podcast, of course. Uh, there's a brother named Ibn Ami, uh, Abi Omar. He's an Omarist man, but his uh, podcast is Ibn Abi Omar. He has a 20 minute podcast episode on Ramadan for working and busy people. So I think it's very relevant oh, to a lot yeah. of us, right? Check that out. And I, honestly, I recommend, you know, the audience to check it out and, you know, everyone everyone to check it out. That's a tough name. Yeah. Ibn Abi? Ibn Abi Omar. That's so lit. The son <laughs> of the father Omar. So yeah, it's, 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 very, it's very interesting. So he, uh, it's really short, sweet to the point where he t- kind of talks about how, especially as a working, you know, nine to five, where, you know, you're doing your, your grind, you're a parent, whatever, how you should really approach Ramadan. And he really talks about how you should be very specific with your goals. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of SMART goals. It's like spe- specific, measurable, whatever the rest of the acronym is. Uh, and he kind of talks about how, like, it's better that you pick a few things that you will execute at a very high level than to just have these very generic goals like, oh, I want to read a little bit more Quran or I want to pray more. But like, no. That's too I vague. Wa- right? I want to make, yeah, it's too vague. I want to make sure that I'm praying Sunnah for Fajr every day. I'm praying Dhuhr in the Messenger. Whatever, you know, whatever those specific goals you are. And I mean, we have one day, right? List those goals out. 
and make sure you're executing uh, them at a very high level. That's my man, right there. <laughs> man, mashallah, yo. You know what's crazy? I was just telling, I was just telling my man's you know, that how important it is to create like a Ramadan checklist, mm. right? Small goals, right? But goals that are executable, mm. right? That you'll be able to like fulfill. And like, I don't know, like I, I think that like people should really just focus into like actually accomplishing these small small tasks, right? These small tasks, right, on your list. Whether it is to make charity, mm. whether it is to even, you know, visit the sick, you know, it could be something small. Work on your salahs, work on, you know, how many ayahs you learn on a day, right? Mm -hmm. But if you just say, oh, I'm going to finish the entire kutab, that's not very reasonable to say if, like, you just only know fatah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, making these goals, making a checklist, you're going to come out better than you did coming in. Definitely. Right? No, without a doubt. Allah. And we talked about this earlier before the podcast about building habits, yeah. right? And we talked about this idea of 21 days, right? And it takes 21 days to build the habit. Um, and a lot of the times we're just told like, hey, listen, you should do this. Eventually it'll get easier. But we're not really given like a time frame mm -hmm. to like build a habit, right? So muscle memory, certain things like that. Some people have the ability to have their muscles memorize certain movements quicker than others, yeah. right? But in order for you to build a habit, sometimes it takes tw about 21 days or so. Mm -hmm. So if you're praying a specific salah for 21 days, the 22nd day, if you miss it, you'll feel bad. Yep. You know what I mean? And it just becomes kind of like a thing that you have to like do now, right? It's a part of you now, right? It's a part of your daily routine, right? So if you're doing that before Ramadan, you know, once you enter Ramadan, it becomes super duper easy for you. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like not a burden or it's not a task it's not something that you're having to like remember to do now it's just like okay i have to do this like you wake up with like it's a part of your daily planning yeah. right and setting goals is huge because checking it off and certain things like that holds yourself accountable right and i'm i hate it <laughs> i'm not a list guy i'll keep yeah. it honest with you like at work um like when i'm at work or whatever the case is like tell me what needs to get done don't give me the steps. Yep. I'll figure it out and I'll do it, right? And if somebody says, comes up to me and says, okay, cool, I need to do X, Y, Z. Um, I'm like, okay, cool, this is how you do it. And they're like, yo, give me a checklist. I'm like, yo, this is so hard. Like my mind doesn't work like that, <laughs> but it's effective and it so works. What, what yeah. works for you, like someone like yourself, what, what, what would be a good way for you to be able to analyze and approach a new routine, build a new routine? I don't know. Me personally, it's like a mindset thing. It's always been a mindset thing, right? So like... Basically, you discipline yourself. Yeah, like when I was a kid, I didn't get beat because they never worked, right? My parents would just be like, yo, like, we hate you. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, damn, all right, cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but for me personally, it's like, a, it's like, yo, I have to kind of like tell myself enough times, you know, and then I'll do it, mm -hmm. right? It might not, it might take me a while to get myself to believe myself to do X, Y, Z. But once that happens, it's I like, boom, I get up and I do it. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's just like this reminding process that I need to know, like I need to, and, it, and I can't, and it can't come from anybody else. It has to like come directly from within myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then once I convince myself like, okay, cool. All right. Get up and go to the masjid for Asr every day. Then at that point, I, I get up and I do it. Mm -hmm. Other than wise, all, anybody telling me this it doesn't really like 
you know, like get Nobody's to Nobody's telling you about the chapter. No, 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 but I'm saying, but I'm saying, oh yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like, that's how like it works, right? So, but for, with me, like generally speaking, I'm a small goals kind of person okay. just because like, you know, those little celebrations kind of go a long way. Um, so like, let's just say, for example, like I, oh, like I got injured f- sports or whatever the case is. I've been trying to like get back into shape mm-hmm. for a while and get, you know, strengthen my ligaments and all of these things. And I would start with like slowly accrual goals, mm-hmm. right? So I'll start off with running a quarter of a mile, then a third of a mile and, you know, half a mile and then this, that, and the third, and slowly kind of like build up to it to a point where I'm running like five miles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, and then I'll remind myself during the process of how far I've come to motivate myself to say, okay, maybe you can go farther than what you intended. Mm. And that kind of like allows me to continue to like push. You know what I mean? And if you've ever ran track and you've experienced like a personal record, you know how addicting it is to like pass that little limit that you've had every time. And then once you learn that, okay, cool, you can build this muscle or you can build this habit or you can do more than just pray sunnah. Maybe you can read a page after that. Yep. You know what I mean? And then once you do that for a while, then that becomes the norm. And then you maybe you up it to two pages, to maybe three pages, to maybe I'll teach this page that I learned to two people, mm-hmm. to volunteering with the youth, to giving my time and yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? So that's one thing that I... I definitely take that like approach, but ultimately in order for me to even get to those things, I have to like convince myself mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah, no, definitely. I got a question for you. What's up? How you deal with the, um, the younger kids who like, who feel like, Oh, if I join these group, this group, I may get laughed at, or I may be like, you always got like the kids, right? The Aki's and Oakties. I know there's a lot of brothers out and sisters, you know, either even, in the streets or whatever, they always get that fear that, oh, I'm going to be labeled as a Ramadan Muslim. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That label, like, and it's very discouraging. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times they want to do right and they want to do their part. And that could be what, that could be right there where it actually brings it back to Allah, right? But they're afraid of that label. Oh, like, you, I, I, I know some people who like, yo, like, Okay, I wasn't doing this 11 months out of the year, and if I start doing this now, I'm gonna be labeled as a poser. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, what advice would you give to those type of people? So to set the stage clear, this whole concept of people thinking that Ramadan Muslims are a bad thing should be completely thrown out the window, right? People need to be allowed to be, um, to get. To, people need to be given the space to try to become better. If you're trying to put somebody down saying that, oh, they only become better for Ramadan, would you rather that person be at least only better for Ramadan or never better? Yeah, that would be fake, bro. Stay right? consistent. Why are you right? all blocking but, the uh, right? you know what I'm saying? But yeah. they say, yo, you're yeah. being fake. Da, 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 da. You, why, you, why you putting on a front? Mm. I mean, can you cut, up, cut open that guy's chest and see what's in his heart? You can't at the end of the day, right? And I think... That's on one side, right? That's from one side, you got to let people grow into their own. And even if it's Ramadan or even it's only if they, if this person only comes to Jamaaz, for example, they don't pray, right? You got to let this person try to grow and you got to give them the space to grow and try to become a better person. On the flip side, right? Every individual person has 
things that they can control, right? So it's also upon the person to kind of, you know, make sure that they can continue those good habits or good things that they were doing in Ramadan outside of, uh, outside of Ramadan. So never put, never put people down if they're trying to change, even if it's just for one, one moment. But you as a person that's in that process of trying to become a better person, like, oh, people are judging me or labeling me. Let's be honest. You're going to have to de- develop some sort of tough skin. Not everyone's, you know, people are people, are people right? You're going to have to deal with them anyways. So you got to man up or woman up to be able to be like, okay, yeah, I'm changing for Ramadan, but let me see what else I can do after Ramadan. One or two small habits that I can build to continue to become a better person. So it's kind of both sides. Like, so, I've, yeah, this past Friday, the khutbah, right? So, um, the lecture was based on, I don't want to butcher up in Arabic, but basically, like, nasiha. Hmm. And there's a fine line between nasiha and munkar, right? So, people would have the intentions to advise people, but they come off. And this is something that, like, I know. I went through and I know a lot of my brothers went through to a point where they don't come to the masjid because it's like, yo, like I just came back from hooping. I'm wearing long shorts. I walk in. They'd be like, yo, what's up? Yo, what are you doing here, man? Go wear pants. And it's like, they, they get ridiculed when they mm-hmm. walk in. You know what I mean? And in the khutbah, they were talking about, the imam was talking about this guy was going to pray the masjid and he's a very, he's like very involved with the masjid and stuff like that. And he saw this kid who isn't, you know, like really practicing. And he went up to him to tell him, yo, let's go pray. Mm. That was absolutely fine. He's going there with the best intentions to tell the kid to come and pray. And the guy was just like, yo, chill. Just chill. And the guy's like, yo, what do you mean, chill? Like, let's go pray, bro. Like, yo, it's Asr time, let's go. And the guy's like, yo, yo, yo chill. And it's like, yeah, Himar, like, let's go. <laughs> Basically, you donkey, like, let's yeah. go. Uh, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And, Bad yo, approach, man. yo, what if the homie was strapped, though? Like, he knows, yeah. but at the same time, it's just like, yo, like, yo. So then, this sheikh came and it stopped the guy. And it's just like, yo, Himars don't have to pray. <laughs> <laughs> it's not obligatory for them yeah, to pray. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But basically saying like, yo, this guy went from trying to advise to literally like dissing the mass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's choice but that, that it is, but what's to me is it really is pushing this kid away. Mm. Cause it's like now I have to go like pray with this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. why would I listen to him? And I feel like uh, we go through that a lot, bro, because it's like Instead of being encouraging and letting, giving the people the space to grow. And what if he was a jazz mm. and he didn't want to like, and there's maybe a ton of other factors, yeah. you know what I mean? Maybe he owes somebody in the message money yeah. yeah, and he can't come in there because like he'll get, come, and there'll be a, a situation and he's trying to avoid that situation happening at the masjid. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, maybe he's waiting for his mom. There's there's a lot of different things that we we truly don't know about, but at the same time, like now, whether he was thinking about it or he wasn't, now he has another reason for him not to come mm-hmm. to the masjid. 
You know what I mean? And when it comes to the aspect of Ramadan and being a Ramadan Muslim, if this is the time that everybody is supposed to be on their P's and Q's and we're labeling in that space, we're telling these people, yo, don't come. Why are we don't continue to do this? Why would they? Like, why would they, you know, pray fast, X, Y, Z? Yeah, I think, you know, there's there's this one concept where, and I'll follow up by uh, kind of narrating, uh, Partially a hadith of the Prophet where a Muslim should never put somebody in the situation where they have to almost like embarrass themselves in a way, right? Like you said, if that kid, for example, that was told to pray had issues, you know, in the message, right? He couldn't go in, for example, because of certain things that would happen. You should never put him in the situation to have him tell you like, yo, I can't pray because of this, this, and that, or I can't pray because of whatever. Like you should never allow, you should never put somebody in a situation where they have to embarrass themselves, right? So you should always be considerate of that fact. And also there's this uh, hadith of Prophet where which I'm going to be paraphrasing, but basically the general story was, there was a hobby that used to lead prayer and a companion of the Prophet that used to lead prayer. And he used to read long surahs, just keep reading, keep reading, keep reading. <laughs> One of my homies hates long suits, yeah. by the way. And the people, <laughs> one guy, I think, if I'm not mistaken, either he finished the prayer and mm. went to the Prophet or he left during the prayer. He's like, yo, I can't do it. I think this. he left. Yeah, I think he left, yes. And he told the Prophet, like, yo, this guy is like doing these types of things. You know, people got lives, kids are crying, whatever. And the Sahabis are saying that they've never seen the Prophet this mad to the, to the Sahabi that was leading the prayer. Like, are you going to make this deen, this religion, like, hard on people are you gonna make it a fit on people by you know making it a more complicated and more um hard than it should be so it's one of the worst things to make the dean hard on people and i think if, if that's not something we need to start thinking about you know we're going to be pushing a lot of people away oh our message goes through this all the time the imam reads somewhat short surahs or short verses and then we have no khutbah in the middle. We have like a 10, 30 second intermission mm. and then we continue with Rawih. And the people that come and visit or the people that don't have work in the morning get tight because they're like, yo, I came here to pray Tarawih and we're knocking it down in 30 minutes. Mind you, we're starting Tarawih at 10.30. People got work 6 a.m., 7 a.m. and he's being mindful of them. Yep. But then he gets this little tension from it. Like, yo, why are you going through this so quickly? You know what I mean? And there's people that leave halfway through to go to work and then they get ridiculed because they're leaving halfway through as well. You know, so I think it's kind of, it's kind of super, super interesting. No, you're yeah. actually very right, man. Cause I can attest to both sides of that statement. Cause brother, I'm from Tennessee, right? I remember when I came from Nashville, the was the uh, prayer was so long. <laughs> I kid you not, bro. Like I used to have blisters on my feet, you know, like, it's like, it was like a workout. Like you yeah. got to prepare yourself the next time. I'm coming tomorrow, bro. Like, yeah, I'm gonna see, you know? But like when I came here, bro, like I remember doing to that work for the first time. And I looked around and I was like looking at my brother. I'm like, I right, get back up. And pe- I'm seeing people leaving. I'm like, I'm like, say, well, I like, were already done. Like, are you serious? Like, mm-hmm. I felt like I've got like a G pass. Like it was like so swift. <laughs> so fast. Yeah. But then there's a reason for it. Yep. Like you said, you know what I'm saying? So while people are in Ramadan, transition a little bit. What are things that they should do or try to avoid, do you think? 
what should they do? Let's be honest, right? Straight up, it's the month of the Quran. So you, you have to develop some sort of relationship with the Quran. You don't have to finish the whole Quran. Uh, you just decide what you want to do, but make it centered around the Quran. Whether that's reading the translation every day, you know, memorizing some ayat and learning how to implement those things. But the biggest focus and the biggest thing you sh- a person should worry about during this month is developing that relationship with the Quran. And also following up on their baseline duties, right? If you struggle with five, praying five times a day, you know, make sure you got that on lock. Because if you can't pray your five prayers, but you're trying to go to Tarawih, that makes you oversleep and you end up missing Fajr. Why'd you go to that Tarawih in the first place, right? Or why'd you, uh, you know, if you think, for example, that, um, I mean, hoop and do what you want to do. But if you think that hooping, for example, is going to make you miss Maghrib prayer or it's going to make you miss Fajr prayer, yo, you know, cut down on it a little bit. But focus on your baseline duties and develop a relationship with the Quran. I love that. that would be probably my, you know, biggest, uh, biggest advice. And like my mom tells me, yo, it's a month. It's just a month, right? And when we were kids, Ramadan was at the end of the summer. And it's just like summer's ending. We got school. Uh, I got a hoop. I got to face some stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, it's just one month. You know what I mean? And it's going to go by fast. And yo, the crazy thing is, do you guys remember how fast last Ramadan was? You know? And I'm, I'm kind of nervous about maybe how fast is this Ramadan going to go? Mm. You know what I mean? So it's just like, yo, take, take advantage of the situation. And I think like you, not to reiterate what you said, but it's prioritization. I think it's definitely, definitely, definitely huge. And for those that have work, finding it an appropriate time and maybe like pushing your meetings back a little bit so you can make your Luhr prayers yep. and your Asr prayers if you work, you know, past 5 p.m. or wherever you are located. You know, I think that's kind of like huge, but also like letting maybe like the supervisors know that you'll listen. Um, if I'm late to this meeting or I have this deadline around a certain time, I need this extra space. And maybe negotiate like your lunch or negotiate your breaks or whatever the case is so you can go ahead and knock these down and especially for iftar as well um you know it's it's important for you to also break your fast you know like when it's time to break the fast Mm -hmm. rather than continuing to fast at 11 p.m yep you know what i mean so if it's around maghrib time and maybe you're working in a lab where you can't bring food and stuff like that and maybe you should like talk to the people around you to say hey you know give me give me a break so i could Go yeah, handle this and do that, things yeah. like that. So, yeah, mashallah, man. Um, honestly, wallahi, I was thinking to myself, like, what, what is it about this particular Ramadan that means so much to me? You know, why this Ramadan? Earlier in the conversation, you recall I mentioned this is my Ramadan, right? To me, I feel like this is my Ramadan because it hit me at a moment where. I realized there's a lot of people that I care for dearly that did not make it to this Ramadan. Mm. You understand? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You know what I mean? Yo, you don't know if you're going to see next Ramadan. You know, so you should take advantage of it. And say if like, okay, we should all improve on little things, right? There's always room for improvement. No one is perfect. For example, if you're not praying at all, you can start praying your five. Yeah. If you got your five down, Work on your sitting prayers. It's always room for improvement, right? Yep. So for me, like, I'm trying to work on my sitting prayers. It's what I'm trying to work on. 
Um, other things in my list, like starting to read more books. You know, I prepare myself ahead of time. Uh, shout out to Dur Salam, you know, free promotions right there. But, <laughs> you know, I be getting mad books from there. You know, what I mean? like them books is mashallah because there's a lot of delil, like a lot of. Um, Anytime they have any type of narration, they'll have a source and a source yep. of source and a source of source of source. You know what I'm yep. Like I know it's coming from a good place in that sense. You know, just uh, reflecting this in general. You know what I mean? Just making uh, dikr. You know, always saying Alhamdulillah, making dua for my brothers. You know what I mean? If you see a brother, you know, or you got you see a sister, you know, who's not currently, you know, fasting or is not currently, you know, what I'm saying praying or whatever. Make sure you approach them correctly and out of respect, but also make dua for them, you know, talk to them, let them know I make dua for you, you know what I mean? For the sake of Allah, you know what I mean? You're my guy, you my whatever, whatever. And now put them to the side and be like, yo, bro, you know, let's try to get on the right path. You know what I mean? I'm only telling you this because I love you, dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think that's really important, you know, to take advantage of this, this holy month, man. Yeah, and back there, uh, kind of echoing off what you said there. Yeah, dua, man. Oh, my God. If, if there's anything else... Just make as much dua as you as as much as you can, right? What are they saying? Basketball hand down, man down. Hand down, hand down. Hand down. Hand down. If your hands are not up this month, you gotta you, something's going on. You better push your hands up, make dua. You know, really pray, pray for yourself, pray for your family, pray, pray for everyone, the brothers and sisters that you know couldn't make it this Ramadan, right? Because uh, man, just experiencing one more Ramadan in another person is just such a big blessing right yeah so make as much dua as you can when you're driving when you're walking somewhere at any point during this month you know keep 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 that dua up big facts what about food though food man can you chew gum while you're fasting ask your local scholar no but you cannot you cannot chew gum what about sugar-free gum can you hey. chew that if it helps you lose weight, yeah, you can. <laughs> nah, you know, I think food is very interesting, right? Because some people be gaining weight in Ramadan. I'm one of those people. Right? And some people be losing weight. And I think we should be approaching food like this in general, I think, throughout the year. But, you know, like you were, we were kind of talking about before the podcast about the whole one-third, one-third, one-third. You know what's a very interesting aspect about that hadith? That one-third air, one-third water, uh, one-third food? The Prophet was actually talking about that in terms of like, that should be like, if you're going to eat good, that should be your limit. Not yeah. like that's the right way of doing it. Like, because those guys back in the day, man, they ate a little bit and they were, you know, toughing it out the rest of the, the you know, the, for the rest of the day. Yeah, I, I have, I have this thing, right? Yeah. That like, uh, uh, I'm pleased. Like yeah. I said, 2019, yeah. I want to be corrected. Please correct me. So God, correct man. me. You know what I'm saying? The whole timid thing. Yeah. They didn't have the same type of timber that we had. Well, if you go to Saudi Arabia, I was just there uh, a couple months ago. Timber, the timber game is next level. There's like at least 100 different types of timber. No, yeah. I'm not talking about that. Yeah. I'm talking about the size of the timber. <laughs> a GMO uh, genetically. Nah, I'm talking about back then. Yeah. The timbers was a fruit. Like yeah. it was a big, like, you know how they said, oh, yeah, they ate two timbers and they were good for the day? Yeah. It was like the size of a tomato. Mm. It wasn't like the size of the timber that we have now. Okay. Interesting. You get what I'm saying? But please correct me. I actually did yeah. not know myself. But please. That, honestly, I don't know. Facts. Yeah. But correct me. Yeah. Right? If anybody out there, like, got some delete, yeah. please, please give it to yeah, me, bro. Because yeah. I've been hearing that a lot. And then and then it's just like, yo, it was a timid, bro. And we're thinking, like, yo, they literally had just one timid with one little 
and then it wasn't even a hole to it because they had the little, the, you know, the, the bone in it. Yeah, you know? the pit. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but like, dog, you know? But yeah, like I said, like, there's so many different types of timid. I'm, I'm sure it could possibly be one of those types, but yeah, these guys, man, they're next level with their timber game. Oh man! Yeah, they're yeah, trying to tell my man to eat his fruits and vegetables. He look at me, be calling me a holistic ass nigga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, another thing that we're gonna do on the podcast for this upcoming month is we're gonna do swearing, right? So because yo, we swear, give yeah, a buck fifty. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's all of us. But, That's all of us. But but if you swear during this, you know, it's a dollar. Next episode, a swear jar. I like that. Next episode is five bucks. Episode after that is 25. Yo, you're basically trying to get me out all my bread because I'll be the guy. <laughs> the last episode, we'll do every time you swear, it's 50 bucks. And then we'll donate the, the money. Mashallah, yeah. I like it. You get what I'm saying? I like it. So go ahead, try that out. All the brothers that are not on the podcast right now and you're listening, you Just know what time it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here to, you know what I'm saying? Come collect money from me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, no, actually, yeah. I'm done with that. Yo, yo, Shit. 10 toes. I like that. 10 I like toes. It. Hand down, man down. Hey. You know what I mean? So, what about this whole like smoothie, hap hap? You know what I'm saying? The little watermelon joints, the fruits after you know, before tarawih. Are you with that? Like, how you avoid getting bloated before tarawih? Yeah, honestly, man, I think it goes back to what you're eating for. Yeah, like you said, what you're eating for iftar, right? I think, you know, our moms be cooking fire during during this month you know so that you know that sambusas and those bur and all that stuff it's a lot of oil you know you know that stuff it has its place you know you do it you eat it whatever but you really got to understand like yo i've just fasted for what 15 16 hours you know is that the best stuff to put into my body you know immediately, immediately right <laughs> you know like yeah enjoy it right but how many of us are, you know, we're fighting for those sambusas, bro. It's five, yeah. six going in. Yeah. You got that baris going out. You know, like... I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. I got to bring yeah. my fast for AZ. <laughs> yo, <laughs> we yeah, definitely got to have some stuff together, though. Yeah. Yeah. But yo, but one time, shout out to all the wives and the mothers and the daughters that make some... Out. Shout out. That cooked those, all those meals. But a special shout out to those that make some boost on the last day of Ramadan. Because sometimes they be like, nah, nah. You know what I mean? So those that do, Wallah, we appreciate y'all. Yeah, thousand percent. Because I'm getting tight. Wallah, we appreciate you. You know, can't just shout out the women. Shout out to the brothers that actually go in there and help our sisters yes. and our mothers. Yes. Nah, you act like you know somebody like that. Come on, dog. What you mean? Yeah, yeah, I was saying, bro. Dudes? Crickets. No. I'm just kidding. Nah, nah, nah. But the Akis that yeah. do, though, you know what I'm saying? But the Akis that don't, you better start doing it. Fast. Yo, hey, if you're cooking. I see you folding some boosters yesterday. Nah, that was my mom. I was just, uh, Doing it for the gram, doing it for the gram. Yeah, but I'll, 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 I'll pick it up. So who's getting folding games? Look, but I don't lie to y'all. He got a mean index finger. Yeah, that triangle, man. Those angles looking nice. Oh, we'll pick it up this Ramadan. Another question: What culture got the most fire symbols? What culture has the most? Because everybody makes it a little different. That's a good. To you, though, to you. That's a good question. Don't feel pressure, though. Don't feel pressure. To me, I like my mom's sambusa at the end of the day. Why? Because they are smaller, and they, you know, a lot of the other sambusas they use the like the very thick like wrapping. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, you eat one of those. You eat like two of those, bro. You can't eat nothing else, you know. Facts. So. I'm gonna say my mom, but yeah. I think I think everyone's gonna say their moms. Facts. But does your mom make like, like is it like Oromo type sambusas? Because I don't know if there are. 
Honestly, I think it, it, there really isn't. I think a lot of people take from each other, right? Yeah. You know, like I see, I see a lot of almost you know doing the Somali style sambusa. Right. Like the, the, Wait, hold on, no, yeah. like you know, you, you're talking because y'all to y'all understanding yeah. there's some type of symmetry here. <laughs> I ain't know there was different types of sambusas. Yo, yo, there's, you gotta, you gotta there's, tell there's, me this. There's the Afrodeli samosas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got we, we got the Indian samosas. You got the Indian samosas. You got yeah. the Pakistani samosas. That sounds like a gentrified. Then you samosas. have then you have the samosas. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out, shout out to my Indians and Pakistanis, yeah. but y'all got nothing on East Africans. But, oh, you know, no, 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 Ever. I don't know, but I don't even to me. I like, didn't know there was a difference, to be honest. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. I mean, it's pronounced, it's even like, what I like, you go to like these, like, I don't know what culture it is, but we'll just say Muslim American cuisines. Sure. And have a samosa. Yeah. It's super thick and it's like literally like tiny. Super tiny, yeah. You know what I mean? And then and then they give you like bispas to dip it in. And it's just like fired up. You gotta try it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just tell them, yo, make the dipping sauce Polynesian. That's it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's all it yeah, no, without a doubt. Like, so, what's your go to meal? My go to, man, that's a great question. What is my go to meal? Honestly, I think so. Usually I try to spend a little bit obviously, with my family. Right. Uh, recently, my mom's really been on this like health, healthy kind of wave. So, which is which has been nice, alhamdulillah. So, we usually do like, uh, we do a lot of soup during Ramadan. Okay. Like, but soup that's like, not just like, uh, what kind of soup? Bare bone soup. It's kind of like, there's a lot of like wheat and barley and all that stuff in there. Like, there's like, uh, lamb and goat in there. Potatoes. Potatoes. Like the Yemeni style yeah, type? Yeah, it's kind of like a very thicker okay. soup. Nice. Uh, and then we do like, my mom tries to do like plain rice and then like vegetables, like a lot of salad and things like that. Okay. And a lot of watermelon. Okay. Yeah. And, fr- watermelon. and fruits. Yo, fruits in general. thing though, where it's like you push it on the watermelon and it spins and it c- gives you like watermelon cubes. Bro, uh, I need to see that. Yeah, I need to get that, yo. I never seen that. Bro, bro, I got yeah. excited. I was more excited than the guy that was peeling the pineapple. Yeah. I got more excited for that. No, I was excited about the pineapple. Out yeah. of all these years, we've been eating pineapple. No, the wrong way, right? I'm looking at her that was fake though. You know what I mean? I don't know if you put it in hot water or something, but a bunch of people tried it. It didn't work. My go-to meal, um, especially for like sahur, mm. is white rice and anagrod. Uh, yeah, Zabadi in Arabic. How do you say it in English? Buttermilk. 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 Okay. Yeah, like that mixture for right before. Oh, it's kind of fire. Yeah, yeah. 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 But add a little bit of yeah. But you know we we love it. We yeah. love our yeah. sugar. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So we dump a half a cup in there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, give or take. I always joke that Somalis don't drink tea with sugar. You know what I'm saying? But, and then, I don't know, some people like to add timid into it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I don't know. Or, or they add that and then they add the marak mm. on top of like the soup on top of it. Okay. Mm. Mixed with the with I'm the bread, You know, gali at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, I go, listen, yo, when the Ramadan ends, bro, sometimes I can begin like neck rolls, bro. Like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'll be good lucky sometimes. <laughs> you know? I need to respect my job. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a southern guy, so I'm a barbecue type of dude. You know, nice, I mean? nice. I'm trying to get all my brothers to sit down. You know what I mean? Have like post like I for the grill outs and stuff like that. That's the type of man. So life. actually, I'll plug something real quick. Uh, so every year, alhamdulillah, we've been doing this for like five, six years. We do like a massive brothers barbecue that I try to invite. You know, 
you know how we were saying we were kind of talking about like how alhamdulillah I have friends kind of from different groups yeah yeah you know, I'm bringing those groups together what up you got beef you can use your saddle over yeah. over a sandwich and, and some hot dogs so Yo. oh everybody bring their own some bushes yeah. Yeah, yeah oh can we call it B-Y-O-S that's kind of litty right yo yo we might have to throw a B-Y-O-S hey let's do it No, 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 it's gathering and all that. We'll do a competition and all that. You know what I mean? So, Everybody bring their own chameses. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so look out for the Facebook invite yeah, for that, inshallah. So, you know, so, yo. Yeah, I told you we got an iftar with broski, dog. Yo, hey, my man. We got to do it. AZ. We got to do That's it. That's her. The man, mashallah. AZ, yo, I just got to know, though. How many rebounds do you accumulate in the season? <laughs> We're talking about uh, negative 50 rebounds. You better stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> quit lying. Quit stop playing. <laughs> you look like you got like a, a mean left, bro. Yeah. Hey. Even though you're right-handed. I feel like you got right, a good right floater. I Actually, I write, so I, I, I write with my left hand, but I, I, like, I play sports with my right side. So you have your left hand? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Are you ambidextrous on your feet? No, right. I oh, play with my right foot, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I but yo, we appreciate you. You got like three inches that. away from being James Harden on the pier, dog. Hey, oh yeah, you got like two more. Yeah, like two more yeah, inches. Yeah. <laughs> you out here? Right. <laughs> yeah, it'll take away. some time. Take some time. But <laughs> we're, uh, you know, we're waiting for it to grow a little bit more. Inshallah. I need to. I need to. I need to. Yeah, I need to work on my monkey. But yo, Ezer, well, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yo, in, like any events, up- upcoming events. Any upcoming events? Uh, yeah, actually, the organization that I work with, that I do the mentorship program, they have a... What are they called, by the way? Uh, Pearls of Hope Community Pearls Center. Okay. In, yeah. our, in St. Anthony? It's St. Anthony, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, actually, we're moving soon, but for now, it's in St. Anthony. Um, they have a end-of-the-year celebration on May 18th uh, from 3 to 6 at Fridley High School. And, yeah, they just want the community to come out and support. It's been 10 years since the organization has been, you know, built. Uh, so... Come support, see the kids and what they've you know, learned throughout the year and things like that. Celebrate with the families. It'll be a nice, it'll be a nice event, Shalom. So if I have a younger brother who's in middle school mm. and I want him to enroll in the Pros of Hope, yep. how does that? How does that work? Um, yeah, you kind of come to the office, talk to uh, the office guys there, and you know they'll tell you what programs we have, and Inshallah, you know we'll go from there. You know, is there like a fee? There's a fee, yeah. There's a fee. It's very minimal. You know, Pearls is a very mesquite organization. They, they don't ask for much. They'll work with you. Yeah, they'll work with you. So, uh, yeah, come through, inshallah, and it's uh, it's a very minimal fee. You know, alhamdulillah. Jazakallah. Yo, we appreciate you. Yeah, Thank you for having me, man. I'm going to see you down for the Ramadan. It's an honor. Yeah, I'm coming yeah. through. I'm coming through. Yo, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's my brother. You know what I'm saying? Mashallah. Mashallah. I hope everybody benefited from this episode, man. It was very beneficial, man. Yo, can people get your checklist, though? Huh? Can we get your checklist? Yeah, yeah listen it. though, you got nah. nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get you. Because I suck at yeah. I suck at coming up with my own list. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so I'm trying yeah, to. Nah, yeah. I, I got to hold it close to me, like Plankton do the Krabby Patty formula. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah, it. I feel, I feel it. it. But, yo, like a great phosphorus says, you know, love is love. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.